Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Kale and Company, live here on this Tuesday morning, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app, watch us live on YouTube. It's going to be a lot of rain, it's going to be a lot of wind, it's going to be warm. Possibility we might have to go remote tomorrow and do the show from home. What if we can't make it in? Have we have we we'll contemplated be... this? It's a little bit of rain. I mean, it's a lot of rain. It's a lot what of rain. What are you talking about? Like, Come on. A lot of rain. Three inches of rain. He's, heavy winds. He's dying to do the show from home. Got my what studio is happening? set up. It's never going to snow again. We, we've come to realize that. So we might as well uh, you know, use our uh, remote days for flash floods. Just trying to plant the seed. I'm like Michelle Obama. I'm terrified. I can't sleep tonight. I, You know, this whole thing with the weather, and I don't know if it's, if it's pandemic or what, but even Saturday... Everybody, even the president of the United States of America was supposed to be here Saturday, changed it for Friday. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, oh, stay inside. Wow. And my son, I go to my friend's house. And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. Everybody, husband, everybody's sick, too. Have you right. noticed that? Everybody's, and my husband's like, you can't go out. I said, yeah. I drove him. We were fine. I uh-huh. drove him back and forth. Like, everything was fine. Uh, our buddy Harry Mays has had a cold for a month. I've had post-nasal drip for three weeks. By the way, Tony Bruno might not be able to join us tomorrow. Is he? Uh, he's a little sick, too. Miss Robin actually took him to Cape Coral, like, to the yeah. you know, biggity big hospital there. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Bruno, Bruno, he had to broadcast it and make a big spectacle. It was like, Bruno, Aww. Bruno Hospital Watch 2024. Aww. <laughs> Robin's tweeting out the live update. Miss Robin's like Wonder Woman take, <laughs> taking care of him. Yeah, I know. You know? But I, so, oh, I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we'll see if Bruno's able to join us tomorrow. My guess is he will. He did the show with us last week when he was under the weather. So my guess is he'll he'll battle through. All right. Cut Sheets coming up at 745 this morning. And then we've got some news to get to when it comes to one man who thought he was never going to come down with it, but he finally caught it. Uh, but before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. 703, round number two, the great Don Stenson. And good morning. We are sponsored this morning by Best Work Industries for the Blind with storm watches and warnings galore this morning. I'll actually begin with that because um, it affects pretty much the entire region and the East Coast in general. But the flood watch goes into, goes into effect this afternoon, continuing through tomorrow afternoon. Hazardous weather outlooks in effect, and that starts this afternoon, not right now, but the powerful storm is sweeping through our region, bringing possible flooding and damaging winds. And that's the big headline here, that we have a one-two punch, as the National Weather Service is warning of. So it looks like three inches of rain within a time period of less than 12 hours, and we already have ground that is saturated. River, creek, and stream flooding are all possible. And, you know, you think of last weekend, all that rain that we got, and then we have more weekend, more rain, by the way, coming uh, Friday night into Saturday morning. But the storm is going to bring these strong wind gusts. So we'll have the saturated ground and then up to 60-mile-an-hour winds. And so in particular for coastal areas, the coastal flood watch is in place as this powerful storm moves through the region. The heaviest period of rain looks like Tuesday evening tonight, this evening into tomorrow morning early. And then the rain should, actually the rain, maybe it'll be down to a drizzle when we come in, by the time we drive in tomorrow morning, but that high, 52 degrees. And so we're going to see the lingering shower in tomorrow morning. Flooding threat continues 
with those gusty winds. After an early high tomorrow of 52, that's when we see, you know, those wind gusts really bring the temperatures down because a new front moves in. So tomorrow, when we leave work, when we go into work, it'll be, you know, 52, 53 degrees. When we leave, for example, it'll be in the 40s. And so this huge temperature drop. And so that's that's another thing to watch there and to, to take note of. Thursday, thank goodness, we get a nice little break on Thursday. Sunny, bright, sunny skies, a high of 50 degrees. Friday, earlier in the day, seems like it's a mild day. However, the, cr- the clouds come in Friday evening, a high there of 49 degrees, but the rain moves in Friday night into Saturday morning. Saturday then, during the afternoon, the rain stops, the sun comes out, but then we start to fall, the temperatures start to fall again. So it's this, you know, kind of crazy up and down roller coaster pattern that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. But they want everybody to be prepared. You don't want to be driving in this thing tonight for sure. No, no. Because of all the flooding risks. That's correct. So I know that Governor Phil Murphy had declared a state of emergency ahead of this oh. for those extra state funds. Was Murphy projecting the forecasts like he's done in the past? <laughs> I saw that kind of going viral yesterday. Every storm, he, he I think he... It is, I don't know, at some point I think he wanted to be a, a meteorologist. Yeah. No, Jersey, he, well, you, he loves the... You get great job security, right? I mean, you're wrong <laughs> 73% of the time and you keep your job. Yes, it's Remarkable. So true. National Park Service, as we've been headlining, reversing course, and now they, they're, they're saying that their proposal to remove William Penn's statue, and this was the, I'll call this the Little Willie, it was Willie Penn. <laughs> Uh, it was the Little Willie statue, not the big one on City Hall, but right, we've been right. talking about the one in Welcome Park in Old City, which is like a mini, you know, miniature version of the big one atop City Hall. But this is in Welcome Park in Old City. So they withdrew the design, which originally was going to, ironically, they were working with the Native American history groups. Uh, that was really how this all began. It was not necessarily, uh, they say, about William Penn. But they were going to remove that. And so, by the way, the Confederacy of Tribal Nations, they contend the site of the park was actually given to them in the 1700s. So this is, this is an ownership battle. That's what part of this, they were negotiating with these tribal groups hmm. to say, well, we'll let you redesign it. And so, you know, they're trying to negotiate this. But right. ultimately, the, the area tribal nations, including from Delaware, say, hey, this is our land. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a whole other issue that I think we didn't fully realize on that one, but we've been talking about that one this morning. So they've reversed that and said, oh, it was just preliminary and maybe we should have run it through others. By the way, you can go online and you can give your take if you have some suggestions. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they want to hear... They want to hear the, that was how I think this whole thing started. They put out this thing and said, Hey, we want to get the, we're going to do this fun thing. We're going to redo Welcome Park. <laughs> and they put it out there. Gotcha. It wasn't even fully approved mm-hmm. and kapow. So we've got that going on. Uh, Nick Kale, if you missed his big take, a great big take about Biden's latest speech at Mother Emanuel AME Church yesterday and speaking about, you know, the poison of racism in America. So we have all of that going on. Another measles alert, and this is a story that is making national news. Philadelphia has this outbreak of measles cases and now confirmed eight. Eight people confirmed here, but city health department officials believe there are many more, and they believe this this could be the beginning of an outbreak 
They want to put the word out. They want to nip this in the bud. So if you think you're sick, they're saying, you know, stay away from others, get to a hospital, a doctor, and get the treatment there. But certainly uh, you don't want to expose any more people. And they're putting out the words at daycare centers as well. well I've got to tell you, daycare centers might be the dirtiest place on the planet. Is there anything worse than a daycare center? I can attest center? to that. I can attest to that. <laughs> I mean, everything in the under the sun just manifests there and comes home to parents. <laughs> it's so true. It's funny. About a month ago, we got the word that like some sort of stomach bug was going around our our, our son's school. Yep. So <laughs> I called my wife. I said, "Get him out of there right now. I do, <laughs> I cannot get the stomach bug. Yep. Take him home. Yep. He's he's going to stay home until this whole thing is yeah. Is, is done. I, I remember vividly when our girls were at a little daycare place right before they were, uh, this was even like before pre-K, it was like three or four years old, They uh, the stomach bug was going around, and I, I told Kristen the same thing, because I, can, I, I, know I legitimately cannot get the stomach bug, because when I had real bad acid reflux nine years ago, I had the Nissen fundoplication reflux surgery done which like reinforces that valve in your stomach and basically it it shuts off it, like I can't um throw up I physically uh, cannot throw up so if I get the stomach bug all I do is dry heave until I <gasps> basically collapse you're like a dog yeah <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> I'm like Joe Biden falling off a bike. I just, I pop. It's disgusting. The yeah. dogs can't throw up, right? Yeah, oh. can't. And so there's no way to relieve myself. I oh just, my god! I just have to ride it out. That's horrible. I know. Oh, and I've had it two or three times. I don't mean to me. laugh. It's yeah. just... I do. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know how your dog is. Yeah, you. you hear, they can't. If I get the stomach bug, you ought to hear me. You got to mic me up from my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm <laughs> saying, it's like I'm watching an Eagles game. <laughs> 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 Speaking of Eagles, poor Jalen Hurts. He's got that dangling he'll be finger. Fine. And yeah, they've been playing like they have a stomach bug. By the way, did you see that uh, Chad Ochocinco said that they're playing possum and that they're going to be just fine? Oh, the, good. In the hey, who said playoffs. this? Chad Ochocinco. Oh, okay. No, he's an idiot. He says the he says the Eagles are just playing yeah, possum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just lose five <laughs> for the hell of it. We'll play rope a dope like Ali Frazier. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice job, Chad. <laughs> we have new details emerging on pieces of Alaska Airlines. Uh, that plane that the pieces blew off. It was in, found, right? The one piece they found. They're looking for a big. They're looking for several parts. They found the one plug in a teacher's backyard in Oregon. Now they're looking for like this huge spring. But I didn't go into detail. I didn't know all the details yesterday morning as these passengers are. The details are crazy of what these people experienced when this plug blew off and people's um, earbuds yeah. were pl- like sucked out of their ears. Right. A teenager's shirt yeah. was like literally sucked off of his body. And they were saying, thank God everybody had basically their seatbelts on tightly mm-hmm. because they're. They thought they were. They thought they were going to die. Well, essentially, the cabin loses all of um, its compression. Its compression right? and the pressure. And I, I watched the video because they they showed it on the five yesterday. You know the little um, oxygen masks. They all come flopping down out of the the overhead. And I, I, the only question I have, and you see a little bit of the video. How high up were they in the process of landing when this happened, or were they at like the highest elevation possible? Because I can't imagine. I'm wondering how that plane survived if they were thirty thousand feet up. Well, this is where you want a really good pilot. You want a pilot who 
for example, was in the military. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You hope to God, and they should really give that pilot and that team, that crew credit. Oh, yeah. Because that that was incredible that these people were saying just everything was being sucked out of that plane and people were praying, I don't want to die. I mean, oh, my God. I'm wondering how long the total time duration was from when that plug blew until they were down safely. That's got to be there's no there, there's just probably no way you will ever experience anything more horrific in your life if you were on that flight. Like no. you, now, you know, like literally like what a near death experience is. Well, and that's just it. Will they ever fly again? My dad years ago was on a flight like that and he you can't get him to fly. But it, yeah. like it's it's yes, it's such a it's like a, that was like a, like hitting Powerball twice. The odds of that happening. Well, that's but, but statistically, I mean, you're so much safer in the air than being on the ground in a vehicle. What book is this? The World According to Garp, right? That's the the the, the plane flew into the the house, so right, now you right. know we're we're safe. We're, we're but part of the so they now started inspecting all of these Boeing jets, and at least multiple airlines have found loose bolts. So now it looks like as they get to the bottom of this thing, it's not just the plug Mm -hmm. it's the bolts they now believe that when that alaska airlines flight took off the bolts may have already been off oh and so that's the question were the bolts off nobody noticed it just shows you how how blessed i mean thank god they're alive yeah absolutely so now we have all obviously this is impacting united airlines alaska they're all these boeing planes all these inspections going on, so there are a lot of delays. So the point is, if you're flying out anywhere, you want to just call ahead, make sure everything's kosher. I know yesterday there were some delays because of this, and the NTSB obviously investigating, so there's a lot to it to report to you. All right, let me get to my sponsor really quick. I gave you the forecast, so be ready for the rain. We are sponsored by Best Work Industries for the Blinds e-commerce store, helping businesses succeed in all work environments. BestWorkSupplyCenter.com offers traditional office products, cleaning supplies, furniture technology, much more. Free shipping, next day delivery. Shop now. Save at BestWorkSupplyCenter.com. Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. I am woke, mother and I love it. <laughs> and it finally happened to him yesterday after four years. The details next on Kalen Company. It's Kalen Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. New segment brought to you by Wawa. Wawa has pizza. Get $5 off of pizza when you order in the Wawa app or on your favorite delivery app starting at 4 p.m. Because you got to have a Wawa. 855-839-1210. Welcome back in. Nick Don and Greg Kalen Company. Tuesday morning. The cut sheet coming up in just about 25 minutes. You know, it took four years, but it has finally happened Howard Stern has tested positive for the COVID nineteen virus. Um, this was this uh, news. This this is phenomenal. <laughs> and this is a guy who remember for four years barely barely left his house. Uh, Howard Stern. Uh, this according to the New York Post as well as Outkick. Uh, Howard Stern has hunkered down in his basement for most of the past four years. Terrified of COVID-19. If you recall, Stern discussed an argument with his wife, Beth, 
Uh, it was over his, her decision to leave the house during the pandemic, which would increase the chances that she could bring COVID back to his secluded residence. Howard Stern said, quote, Beth has a bunch of plans. She has like a wedding shower to go to and lunch to go to with a friend and a dinner and blah, 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 blah. But I can't get COVID, he said. In fact, Howard Stern said that COVID could legitimately kill him. But after four years, Howard Stern apparently missed an entire week of his once interesting, entertaining, thought-provoking, challenging to the establishment radio show. He was out for a whole week with COVID. I got to say this. I, I never want to hear anybody ever again saying that Howard Stern is not relevant. If the fact that he made COVID made the New York Post shows how relevant he still is. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, he's not it's, what I like anymore, but he's still relevant. No, I just it's 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 just funny to me how everything that guy does gets news, mm-hmm. makes news. So like this whole idea that that he's not relevant and you know, nobody listens to him anymore, obviously do because the New York Post and outlets like that still print stuff about him. Yep, he said, uh, "quote Let's see if we can get through this show. We were supposed to be back last week. We weren't." Stern told his listeners on Monday. I got COVID. I just want to announce something. COVID is really bad. You do not want COVID. Oh, F. And I have to clean that up because he's able to say the bad words on um, satellite radio, and we are not. Uh, So Howard Stern, after four years, has finally tested positive for COVID. To my knowledge now, Stucker, you're the only one that's not had it, correct? You've never had COVID? Dawn hasn't had it either. Well, officially, I I think that I had it. Oh, here we go. I know. I believe that. I believe. First of all, the low energy tests that they were she providing. She had it. She had energy. it when she had it when everybody was dying from it. But she was asymptomatic. Come on. I think I was asymptomatic. Okay. Okay. I anyway, do. And by the and way, your entire you rec- family were too, right? I think so. Okay. And by the way, you said you recently had the flu for, for the first time. I was tested for COVID because I went to the doctor. Right, but I'm just saying. You said you had the flu for the first time yeah. recently. Yeah. I bet you you've had the flu number numerous times. You just were asymptomatic. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. You can have the flu and be asymptomatic. Yeah. Zioli's, Zioli's never had COVID. So I'm the only one on the show of. that's had COVID. Because you tested. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I just, I find it hard to believe that you we could go almost four years with this stinking virus that's around. Where you just, if you live a normal, like Howard Stern did everything humanly possible not to get COVID, he ultimately got it. Like the point being, I, I just can't believe that somebody has not had COVID. Of course, you could be asymptomatic and not know you have it and be totally mm-hmm. fine. But it's just like, you know, to your point, it is it is pretty wild that this becomes news. And I bring that up because there's multiple stories with COVID that I want to hit on. Um, now, all of the uh, virologists and scientists are a little concerned about the new fast-spreading COVID variant, which is not necessarily more transmissible, but they are saying it could be more deadly than the earlier versions. This is BA2.86, or the Parola mutation of Omicron, where a new study by Ohio State University... See, this is why Ohio State needed to beat Michigan and get into the... (laughs) So they could focus on things that matter. Uh, But a new study by the Ohio State University found that BA2.86 can infect cells in the lower lung, and it can enter cell membranes more efficiently than other versions of Omicron, Dr. Sean Liu Lau, senior author of the study and professor of virology at Ohio State, said the findings are, quote, 
worrisome. So put that out there on your radar. Um, I will call this the election variant because it's 2024, uh, which leads me to the last story on COVID. And, you know, luckily we have not seen much of this in Philadelphia. To my knowledge, I think, Dawn, you had said, was it right before Christmas you had in the news that one of the health um, uh, hospital uh, networks was reinstalling mask mandates if you come, uh, whether you're a visitor or a mm-hmm. patient, correct? Yeah, I think I actually had Mainline Health and then Cooper, and there's there are actually, I believe, three now that over, you know, since we've come back, Okay, if I'm counting, I think three if you count Cooper University Hospital. Okay, so we're seeing it, you know, in some of the hospital settings and healthcare facilities, not so much yet with schools, but give it time, uh, although I'm glad to be wrong because I said between Thanksgiving and the New Year's, I would expect schools in big blue cities to reinstate these things for five, seven, ten days. Luckily, that has not happened to my knowledge. If there's a story out there, feel free to uh, send it to us in the YouTube chat or on Twitter. We'll certainly make light of it. Uh, but apparently, St. Louis has now joined Los Angeles and New York and the Bay Area with reinstating mass mandates in various settings for various populations. Uh, somehow in the city of St. Louis, city employees uh, for St. Louis now required to wear masks as of this past Friday. And in case there's any doubt about how purposefully ignorant and uninformed city leadership is their justification for the new mandate is equally unbelievably inaccurate the memo was sent to sent to st louis city employees that they have now instituted the mask mandate in place for city employees in a dis- in addition to a mask recommendation for all residents according to the letter the mandate is due to an increase in both flu cases RSV positive tests, as well as increasing hospitalizations in the greater St. Louis area, you know, which is still really remarkable that some of these big cities, whether it's in city governments or in hospitals, and that's the thing that's most frustrating is if, you know, a city government does it and they want to play politics and do the whole theater bit, okay, I disagree with it. I think it's a charade, uh, but it's, you know, it's politics. That's what they do. Like the hospitals to still be going down this road when there are multiple studies out that have showed us that the masks simply just do not work. If in 2023, the Cochrane Library, one of the most well-respected institutions in evidence-based science, published a review of the studies on masking to prevent respiratory viruses, and they found unsurprisingly that there was no evidence whatsoever that masks are effective at stopping the flu rsv and or covid so it's amazing that there's studies out there that show they don't work there's not studies out there that show they do work yet we go back to this like antiquated line of thinking of reinstating the masks and i was i was just at my gym yesterday in my apartment complex and there was um a young boy i don't know or I thought schools are back in session, right? Yeah. This, this kid that had to be 15, he comes walking in, sees me on the treadmill. He's got a black KN95 mask on, immediately does an about face and walks over because my gym is separated in a hallway where the cardio equipment, ellipticals, treadmills, uh, the little spin cycle bikes are in one room and the free weights are in the other room. He does an about face after seeing me with a mask on and then goes into the weightlifting area to do whatever he was doing. And I was like, 
Did he? Was that guy like really bothered that there was another human being in the gym? I got I think there's so people that act that like that. I got to tell you, man, <clears throat> I'm I've been like that forever, and yeah. it's not like I'm not afraid of COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm just I just don't want like I don't want people's germs. I don't want people's like uh, gyms are disgusting. People are sweating, and they're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're. Just, <laughs> It's just there's, there's which is gross things coming off of them. Like I don't want to be next to you when you're grunting and sweating. I'm I'm fascinated by the fact that you're a germaphobe, but COVID doesn't bother you. That's a, that's an interesting like. So you just don't want to be COVID around. doesn't bother me any more than like the flu or a stomach right. bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I had the same reaction when my son's school had a stomach bug going around that I would have had if it was COVID or the flu or anything. Yeah, I don't want to get anything. Interesting, but. When you do, and that's why you're getting everything. Why? You have a toddler. Yeah. And so this is when you get sick. And so while you, while your kid is... So now you're being exposed <laughs> to things that you've <laughs> never been exp- exposed to yeah. or, or in a long time. And so it's building up your immune system and it's building up your kid's immune system. Right. Very so true. what we had was a big interruption. Yeah, I know. And I'll just... As far as the gyms, I'm going to say there was a, <clears throat> a... Not in Philadelphia, but there was a gym... That I know of that uh, one of many that remained open and I feel guilty to this day because my one son you know they stayed open they weren't supposed mm-hmm. to they did mm-hmm. and and so we still talk about it because yeah. everybody was fine yeah and that was when Governor Wolf as well as Governor Phil Murphy they were shutting everything down yeah it now what what we've learned from that it was the worst thing we could have done. Remember the plexiglass dividers between the treadmills? And then I remember my YMCA, they gave out bottles, spray bottles and rags for everybody. Wipe down your free weights and your treadmill. Well, that's good to do anyway. Yeah, but what we realized that it does not yeah. do anything for uh, COVID-19. Like, remember the restaurants were hell-bent on, like, you know, the, the, the bus boys coming out and spraying down every table? It, it didn't result in anything. It, it was zero science behind any of that, so... Uh, just a fascinating story, which I don't think will ever, ever go away. The gyms don't bother me. The only places that bother me are airports and casinos, dirtiest places on earth. Every time I walk in there, I feel like I walk out with a cold. I don't know. I just think it's important to wash your hands. The one thing I do, you know, wash your hands afterwards. The one thing I will say, nobody misses, you know, in church when you share peace, which I love when you share peace. Peace be with you. And we in some we kiss or we hug, we hug each other. Everybody just gives the peace sign. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, peace, peace, peace. You don't need a hug and kiss oh, everybody. Who's hugging and kissing? A lot of people. Yeah, right. the handshake in church was always a big thing. Yeah. That's why I don't go to church. Stop. <laughs> no, but I. That's why I love. I love that. But I just think that that's a nice result. Same with you greet family and th- you know things like that. Nobody's kissing on the direct lips anymore. Kissing on the direct lips. What is what church are you going to? What weird, what weird church are you going to? <laughs> the church of Epstein. No, I'm <laughs> conflating of you know greeting family members. Yeah, you said like kiss right like on the. Well, yeah, you kiss your family members on the lips? Well, not anymore. Ah. Remember we broke down whether or not it was a violation for Tom Brady to kiss his son on the lips. <laughs> Remember we we discussed that last. My fa- year? that's my family, my entire family, and I would like glob on this lip gloss yeah. i'm like oh lip gloss no, yeah that's, going, a, that's not you don't and i'm telling you my no entire family does lips. that yeah. no kissing on the lips i know like italians do it i know like it's a thing but yeah. i know my entire family right my, on the lips my in-laws used to give me a kiss but then i told them i was voting for trump they haven't kissed me <laughs> 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 what are you gonna do? 
855-839-1210, the number of cut sheets coming up, 745. Joe Biden, the Democrats, and a lot of top strategists saying it might not be a good idea to agree to a debate with Donald Trump. Does it make sense? We'll kick that around next on Kale & Company. Stay right there. This is the Kale & Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale & Company. Also, just how skewed are the late night jokes on late night television? When it comes to targeting conservatives, we will give you that post-cut sheet this morning. But right now, dropping out or debating, that is... A couple of the questions and the headlines that are out there this morning. I saw two things that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, number one, uh, in regards to dropping out, uh, this courtesy of the New York Post, as the headline reads, Joe Biden will drop out of the 2024 presidential race. So says a top strategist for J.P. Morgan. Uh, President Biden, according to this individual, will not run for re-election during a tumultuous year that will see parts of the country suffer rolling blackouts, the release of an inhaled COVID vaccine, and a boycott over driverless cars. That according to a top J.P. Morgan Chase strategist who gave his top 10 predictions for 2024. Michael Sembalest, who heads the Market and Investment Strategy Unit in the Wall Street Bank's Asset Management Division of J.P. Morgan, gave his top 10 surprises for 2024 over the weekend. Uh, and tops amongst that was his prediction that 81-year-old Joe Biden will drop out of the race at some point between Super Tuesday and the November election, citing health concerns. As we know, Super Tuesday is the March 5th presidential primary, where we have primaries and caucuses that will be held throughout more than a dozen states in this country. So this individual is projecting that Joe will drop out. Now, he does not go on to say who he thinks will become the candidate. Um, I have since, for the last about six weeks, have said that I do believe now that Joe will drop out at some point in 2024. We will see if that happens. But if he does not, Joe will have to face the dilemma or the question of whether or not he engages in a debate with presumably Donald Trump. And Democrat strategists and longtime advisors are wondering if that's even a good idea. Um, and this is courtesy of The Hill, where Democratic lawmakers are not relishing the scenario uh senate democratic whip dick durbin says quote i would think twice about it uh i have been physically present at one of trump's debates with hillary clinton and i watched him do outrageous things and say outrageous things it's just an opportunity for him to display his extremism at the same time we acknowledge that voters perception of biden's age he's 81 years old is his biggest political liability. I would also argue his, his failures in office with policies and the economy is also a major liability. But James Carville has been very outspoken about Joe Biden and says it would be risky for Biden to face Trump, and it would look bad if the president ducked his opponent, creating this dilemma. He says, quote, there's damage if you don't debate. There's damage if you do and you don't do well, he said. It's kind of expected of a presidential candidate 
The lead strategist of uh, former President Bill Clinton's 1992 campaign acknowledged that Biden's age is an issue, but warned that avoiding a debate with Trump would only put a brighter spotlight on it. Quote, not debating would certainly accentuate the age problem. It's obviously a decision that's going to be discussed and parsed and gone over with a fine tooth comb. So let's get into this for a couple of minutes because you've seen Trump. He has not debated, and I think rightfully so, against Republican primary challengers. But Trump has said many times that he relishes the opportunity, and rightfully so, because I don't think even if you took and bottled up whatever Joe was on Friday, and I'm you know saying that tongue in cheek, but if you took Biden's best performance so far in the last handful of months, you would say from an energy standpoint, Joe probably looked at whatever Joe's A game is in his current state of affairs last Friday and yesterday. Although yesterday was pretty low energy too. I mean he was pandering going back to the dated playbook. But he did have energy last Friday in Bluebell. Um, if you roll Joe out in a debate against Donald Trump, and look, maybe, and we've certainly discussed this in the past, where we've said with you know debates where it was um, Mehmet Oz against John Fetterman. I mean, Oz obliterated Fetterman, but everybody had already made their minds up, right? So I would think the same is applicable here. With Trump and Biden, most people have made up their mind on where they stand with both guys and who they'll vote for. But I think it would be probably worse if they roll Joe out there, because if they put him out there and Trump carves him up, which I fully anticipate happening. Look, is Trump what he was in 2016? No. But I've said I think Trump's still about 90, 95 percent of what he once was. I think he will destroy Joe Biden in a debate. It might not matter as far as election results, but if I'm a strat, if like if I'm a James Carville, mm-hmm. I am sitting here saying I'm like, you know what? Keep doing what you're doing. I don't think we need to debate this guy. I think it could go terribly, terribly wrong for us. Let's minimize our chances of exposing the 81 year old. My my strategy would be not to debate Donald Trump if I'm a Democrat. You guys agree with that or no? Do you think he will do you think it works more against him to duck Trump or to go out there and have a bad showing? Because I can't imagine any way, shape, or form that Joe goes out there and excels in that setting in his current state. I think that <clears throat> at some point they would have to face off. And so the one who had the most to lose last time, and I'll point out to you that it was Chris Christie who helped with debate prep. Was that was that abysmal debate where they were calling each other a clown, where Trump and Biden were calling each other clowns, and it became a shouting fest? Yeah, and it was just embarrassing. But ultimately, it was it was Trump's to lose in that case, mm-hmm. and so and he was the incumbent, and so will so now what happens? It is it whose debate who has more to lose? And I would say this that Trump has learned from that. And so Biden just has to look like he's not senile. The The bar is low for Biden, quite frankly. Of course. As long as Biden looks like he's with it and he can carry a sentence and he just stays on point and does his memorized things, I think I think that he he stays the course. So Trump has to try to, you know, a look presidential, bring up all of the issues, 
but in essence, try still try to knock Joe off. Well, that's what I was going to say. To you, a point where Joe yeah. shows that that he is not with it. Yeah, you just hack away at Joe and interrupt him. He loses his train of thought. He's dead. It's but like, I would it's a completely derailed car. But all the interruptions. Remember last time what happened? The interruptions didn't look good for Trump. Mm. And ultimately, I think that Trump, because he was interrupting him, he actually allowed Biden to cover up the fact that if Trump had just let him go, yeah, if Trump had just let him talk on and on and on, he would have been a bumbling, he would have looked like a bumbling, senile person mm-hmm. who's not in control of all of his faculties. Yeah, which is accurate. Okay. There you go. James Carville. Um, he's, uh, I tell you what, I don't think James Carville's very um, uh, optimistic about the Democrats. He's had some uh, very uh, accurate and not so flattering things to say that are truthful about the left right now. He's one of those old school Democrats, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, is. you look at him and, and he, I think he speaks for the majority of how Democrats actually feel, but he's not part of that woke progressive yep. Democrat party yep um and he's been the most outspoken and by the way he's not a conservative by any oh, means. No. he despises no. republicans but he's he's um even though he's married to one um is he uh, really? oh yeah, yeah yeah mary uh that one right yeah um <clears throat> they uh he knows that if the democrats keep going down that woke aisle they're gonna lose and he's yeah. been saying that for a long time but everybody you know the new generation always looks at him like okay boomer mm-hmm. yeah you don't know what you're talking about you're you know you who'd you help get elected bill right. clinton right. Yeah, that well, was he's, he's that was like 30 years ago carville's more of like a classic liberal like a bill maher oh 100 yeah yeah him and bill, bill maher are sim- simpatico on a lot of stuff yep all right 746 tuesday morning let's get to uh, another edition of what's on the cut sheet What's on the cut sheet on this Tuesdays brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today and get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo, check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. We had this story yesterday that was planted in the Hill about Ron DeSantis dropping out by January 15th, right? Muster, Muster there we go. Yep. Because um, that that'll be after the Iowa, the after Iowa caucus. Yep, six days from now. Um, he was asked about this uh, over the weekend, and he says that it's categorically false. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, this is what Ron DeSantis said about this report, cut three, Phil, go. That's a lie, totally made up. And, you know, what, when people, you know, fabricate these anonymous sources and do it, what, why he's saying that is because he wants people to somehow think, oh, you know, why should I go in negative 20 degree weather to help? No, you should show up because, you know, we're the one that can get the job done for this country. Uh, but that report is categorically false. Yeah, you know, the more you think about this in this day and age of sources and weasels and people putting stuff out there that's misinformation, I mean, that could have came from Chris Christie's camp, Nikki Haley's camp, Vivek Ramaswamy's camp, the Trump campaign. I mean, that could have came from a variety of people that are looking to gain out of it. And 
Um, I, I look, you know, DeSantis has been an abject failure as far as his campaign from really the day he officially launched. But I, I said yesterday, I couldn't believe that he would be the first to go by the wayside especially after getting the endorsement of the Iowa governor, he, Kim Reynolds. He's going to go before Nikki Haley goes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair to say. But, I mean, a week from today, January 16th, can we really envision the headline that Ron yes. DeSantis uh, suspends his campaign? Yes. yes. I don't see that. Not yet. Not yet. I do think it's going to happen, but not yet. So what is he going to wait for? He's going to get. He's going to have a really bad showing in Iowa. Trump is going to run away with Iowa. Well, how many we have? What New Hampshire and South Carolina coming up in a matter of and and well, the New Hampshire. I'll give the dates. Um, January twenty third is New Hampshire. Yeah, okay. and then February third is Super Tuesday, which includes South Carolina. I mean, it's possible he could be gone by Valentine's Day. I'll go that far. So they were a month off. Okay. Well, I mean, they're saying <laughs> th- these two sources are saying he's he's out right after Iowa. Like the next, if he if he doesn't win, he's he's done. I mean, there's a little bit of smoke to this because he has lost some of those big donors, and Nikki Haley's scooping up some of that money. But um, do Oops. I see it happening in January? I do not. Excuse me, I have to. I have to correct that. Uh oh. Uh, the South Carolina Democratic par- primary is Saturday, February third, which is why Joe's in was yes. in Charleston yesterday. And then the South Carolina Republican primary is Saturday, February twenty fourth. Super Tuesday, obviously, is in March, March second. <sighs> Which is um, Idaho, Michigan, Republic. Um, okay. Idaho, Michigan, Missouri, D.C., North, uh, so North talking- Dakota, Alabama, Alaska, American Samoa, Arkansas, Arkansas, California, Colorado, etc. So the first two are Iowa and New Hampshire, correct? Mm-hmm. For the Republicans. Yes. Nikki Haley is within single digits of Donald Trump in New Hampshire, which means Ron DeSantis is way far down. And Ron DeSantis is not going to have a good showing in Iowa because Trump is running away with Iowa. That's so true. where so where does he where does it show to his donors that he is poised to be the Republican? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean you've got to impress the the money people that are bankrolling this and, and backing you. It's just I I I'm still blown away by the concept of him bowing out before Super Tuesday. Like I never would have thought that that would happen. And he's the one who's that's you know I guess you know there's something to the element of selectively choosing which polls you want to believe. Like we all sit here and say take polls with a grain of salt. Is it possible that DeSantis could be accurate when he says because he's really dismissed the polls? Saying yeah. that there are there's a quiet uh, group out there that is sure. is going to show up to support him. Polls are wrong. We we said that last week. Yeah. All these polls are wrong. I and do they're think not he bows out eventually. Just a reflection of anything for 2024. Yeah. That being said, I just don't see if there's anybody if there's anybody other than Trump mm-hmm. that gets in. It's Nikki Haley and not Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm just, that. I'm just, I'm just saying that right now. It, it, it's so there's, there's no path for him. I, I just think there's a stubborn. There's a, there is, there are some similarities with DeSantis and Trump, and I think DeSantis has a bit of that stubbornness like Trump does. So I just don't see him taking his ball and going home as early as some are projecting. Yeah, but I think that he is, he is DeSantis for his part. He has youth on his side. Right, I mean, the guy's in his early to mid forties. He forty four. Yeah. 40. So he has a long career ahead of him, 
And so I think that he he has to be prudent here. He has to be wise and he has to think about the future. And he doesn't want I know that Florida is not Super Tuesday, but it is in later in February. And so I, I just think moving forward, he doesn't want to be embarrassed in his own state. True. Isn't it better to just get behind? I think, you know, I think that he will get behind Trump ultimately. And because Trump is clearly the candidate, he's going to go with with who he thinks is going to win, because that's that is the prudent. You know, that's prudent. That's wisdom. And that's discipline. And I think that is DeSantis. I'm telling you that they're going to. I believe that that um, that story is correct. Now that it's out there, they're going to say, well, we're not going to do it on that date. But I think he's out by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. The end of January. The end of January. He's going to cut bait. Okay. All right. And then the other piece that you mentioned that's significant is Michelle Obama. Because we'll get to, yeah. Oh, you're going to get to it. Okay. Well, no, no, no. Okay. Because Nick had brought it up, I know, earlier. and you want, But I think the Obamas are activated. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, like that's like such from my boys, like She's Transformers, She's the Decepticons yeah, have been activated. activated. Yep. And I and I was trying to look up some of the changes that we've seen with Biden. He to me, because I always I love to look at speechwriters and I, he has some there's some there's somebody new who is writing or coordinating his speeches. Yeah. These speeches, from a writing standpoint, whether or not you you know agree with the content, these speeches are well written and weaved in beautifully, mm-hmm. and and these are high quality speeches from a writing standpoint. Yeah. So the Obamas are involved. The Democrat. This is what the Democrats do. They come together, and for Michelle Obama to say what she said makes me think rut row because I know we've talked about this for years. But if she did decide to run, and then they think about putting the Obamas back in the White House, I think that that is concerning. I do not want to see that. Then I think I picture Trump debating her or Mm -hmm. talking about her. And I think, oh, please, God, don't talk about her. I've already said this. Um, Forget whether or not I think she would run. I've been on record many times as saying is she's a Republican's worst nightmare. Yes. If she runs, yep. she will be the president of the United States. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> I would empty my 401k out on it. <laughs> and part of it is because now you have you have Trump who's very blunt. And so he's going to say things like, what have you done? What has she ever done? What is she actually? She's not proven. What? It, and the, and then the other side, you know what they're going to say? Racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That's that's what they're going to say. Even if he just is very good about and blunt about talking about her qualifications of what yeah. have you run? Well, for Democrats, what have you done? They don't care. They don't care what you've done. They elected Fetterman for God's sakes. But this is a this is a whole different level, right? I know. I know. Because it's Michelle Obama. Yep. Uh, and she's popular. I mean, I like I like her on purpose. She's a mom and a wife and all like that. But, man, this would be she's got a disaster. Big she's got a big following. Yep. Uh, moving on to cut four here. Speaking of Michelle Obama, she was on some podcasts. I have no idea. Because everybody's got a podcast. And uh, <laughs> talking about the 2024 elections, she says, I'm terrified about what could possibly happen. Um, possibly planting the seed. Um, we will see. Cut four. Phil, go the things that yeah. keep me up because you you don't have control over them mm-hmm. and you wonder 
where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter, who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. There you go. Well, she is right. Elections have consequences. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Uh, But the fact that she's sitting there selling the fear, terrified, she stays up at night as she's in one of her 14 different properties or on that yacht. (laughs) One of her mansions. Um, I mean, you talk about lining your pockets. The the Obamas are so, so set financially. It's not funny. Um, But yeah, she's she's selling the fear. It's. It's right out of the same playbook that Biden has ripped a few pages out of Barack's binder. Um, and there are people that are absolutely going to buy that. Uh, is she planning this? Look, all I've ever said, and I always get pushback. I mean, you guys give it to me. I get it on Twitter. All I said is that I believe there is a percentage chance that one day Michelle Obama runs. Now, what that percentage of chance is, I don't know. It could be 0.1%. It could yes. be a tenth of 1%. Yes. I'm just saying it's not zero. That's all I know. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. As Lloyd said zero. in Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. That's all I'm saying. Uh, by the way, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, where Donald B. Smith won, right? Uh, what about what Vivek said about Trump being a lame duck president? Do we need somebody who can go for the full eight years? Well, that's no. that's been DeSantis's like rallying yep. cry. We we need more than one term to undo what Joe has done wrong. No, because Trump comes in, he takes all the heat, and then his Veep is is propped. They're they're queued up, and so now instead of eight, you're looking at twelve. Yeah, in, that? A, in a perfect world, it'd be great. So let's go for twelve. Trump for four, and then you another. Guys, that's R3. right, baby. You guys are high. <laughs> Which will never happen. It'll never happen. Twelve, baby. Yeah. Watch, uh, watch uh, Scotus overturn the uh, the abortion pill drug, and and, and the GOP won't be in power for, 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 for the rest yeah. of my lifetime. Uh, Nikki yeah. Nikki Haley had a uh, town hall last night in Iowa with Fox News. This was Brett Baer, and I guess that's Martha McCallum. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, she took shots at both DeSantis and uh, Trump. She was asked by Brett Baer about uh, um, uh, raising the retirement age because that that was something that uh, DeSantis claimed that she said. Uh, she said that she did not say that. So this was uh, that little back and forth. Uh, this is cut 14, Phil, go. Uh, Governor DeSantis is hitting you for claiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. He said, quote, I don't know why she's saying that. So are you saying that? Where do I you have stand never once said that. Well, wait, I've... wait, wait. In Bloomberg interview, you said um, anyone who says they'll leave America bankrupt, Social Security will go bankrupt, Medicare will, so we don't touch anyone's retirement. But go to people like my kids in their 20s and tell them the rules haven't changed. Change the retirement age to reflect life expectancy. Yes, for those in their 20s. But I have never said retirement age is way too low for everyone else. I mean, he's totally misrepresenting the facts. That's what he's done. Ron continues to lie because he's losing. But the reality is, that is what I have always said, is America should keep her promises every time. But rather than saying you're not going to touch it like Ron says, we have to touch it. 
But we have to also be honest and over communicate with those in their 20s that this is what we're going to do. But if we do this, we'll make sure you have something to go forward with. And it's also letting seniors and those in their 40s and 50s know, don't worry, we're not looking to touch yours. We're looking to actually save it so that you have something when your time comes. Okay. Well, I mean, at this rate, with the Biden economy, none of us are going to be able to retire for the <laughs> entire duration of our lives. We're all going to work till we're 82 years old and drop over dead. Um, so, you know, she um, it, it seemed like Brett was really ready to fact check her on that. And she kind of wiggled out of it by, you know, saying, you know, comparing 20 year olds versus the older generation. Um, for, for me, I've told you my plan. I mean, I'm going to do this job, for this show for 25 years. Um, I'm going to retire at 63. And I'm going to Florida, and you're never going to hear from me again. Just like radio, right? Yeah, that's right. Can I just point something out about sure. retirement? I don't really know. I'm I'm not sure. I would have to listen back to that because she. This is where she's talking about they're not going to touch yours, and they're they're not going to touch yours because we're not going to touch yours. Was that a high quality explanation? No. Uh, to me, that's. The problem sometimes she goes into these bizarre rabbit holes like that, touching yours, and we're not going to touch them. And he said they're not going to. What? Yeah, we got just stop. say, yeah. just say. Look, number one, the economy right now, nobody's ret- say what you just said. Yeah. yeah, say say right now, everybody, everybody should be worried. You're right with this economy. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, I'm going to fix the economy. Here's how. Number two, of course, th- that's that's absurd. I'm not going to mess with what people have earned and worked for their entire lives. She needs to say those things and speak in this way that's that's not so archaic. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not going to touch yours, and I'm not going to touch mine, and you don't touch this, and I won't touch that. Right. You want to pound it. <laughs> I know, right? And then do like a dry rub. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like a cooking show or MC Hammer. Can't touch this. I don't a- know. It was weird. Ava on the YouTube chat writes, Nikki Haley is Mitt Romney in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that believe that that that, that comparison. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that, I'm telling you, are, are very much anti-Nikki right now. Um, I know it's not reflective in the polls, but... Uh, she also went after Trump here. Uh, she says chaos follows Trump. You don't fix uh, Democrat chaos with Republican chaos. Uh, this is cut 13, Phil. Go. And I told him then we needed a new generational leader. I told him then we needed to leave the negativity and the baggage behind. And I stand by that. Look, I think President Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies. But rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. And y'all know I'm right. Chaos y'all, follows him. Y'all know. And we, that got an applause, we by the way. We can't be a country in disarray and the world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. We won't survive it. You don't fix Democrat chaos with Republican chaos. And not only that, we can't go through another nail-biter of an election. We can't. And if you look at the head-to-head polls, Trump on a good day, might be up over Biden by two points. Wall Street Journal had him up by four. I'm in every one of those same polls. I defeat Biden by 17 points. 17 points. Do you know what that means? That's, that's more than the presidency. That's governorship, that's House, that's Senate, that's all the way down to school board. But more than that, you go in with a double-digit win over Biden in D.C., 
That's a mandate to get our out-of-control spending back on track. That's a mandate to make sure our kids are reading and get our education back to the basics. That's a mandate to secure our borders with no more excuses. And that's a mandate to bring law and order back to our country. It, she, that was a great answer by her. It was, it was a fabulous was. answer by her. It was it very was. good. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would say is if I was one of those two moderators, Brett Baer or Martha McCallum, and this might come off as if you're defending Trump, but I think it's actually the reality of the situation. It's not necessarily... Look, does Trump create some of the chaos himself? Absolutely. I mean, he's very polarizing. He says a lot of braggadocious stuff, no doubt. But the media creates a lot of this frenzy. And if Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy think that the media will be any less um, ambitious in creating chaos and drama around a Republican presidency and White House, they're sadly mistaken. Maybe they won't give the same sound bites, but she's in for the same battle and Vivek's in for the same battle as well. Absolutely. And I thought as she was saying that chaos follows him. So he was untouchable prior to the pandemic. He was an untouchable. He was going to win the next election slam dunk. He was untouchable, which is why a lot of people thought, hey, did somebody create the pandemic? Because, wow, you know, Trump had it in the bag. Mm-hmm. And so my follow up to Nikki Haley at that point to say, OK, chaos follows him. Are you speaking of the pandemic? Because prior to the pandemic, he was certainly one of, if if not the most successful president ever in our history for peace and prosperity. Then the pandemic hit. And then, yes, the chaos began. Fauci, who, by the way, was behind closed doors yesterday and will be today again answering some questions. But so you're blaming Trump for the pandemic? You're blaming Trump for the fact that, you know, Jim Acosta and the media just constantly, you know, takes him on and constantly revs all of this up? So that that's a fair follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the media had him in his crosshairs the moment he decided to run as a Republican. And once they realized that, like, oh, man, this guy's coming in with a flamethrower, then all of a sudden it becomes wall-to-wall coverage of this radical guy named Donald Trump who all of a sudden wants to blow up the establishment, so to speak. So Yeah, radical guy, you know, because he wanted to build a border wall, complete it. They wouldn't let him. So he said, well, let's look around at all these budgets. Yeah. And remember, he found all that money in the Pentagon well, they didn't want him messing with the Pentagon budgets. You know, he started finding all this money, and with his power, he started doing things that others had not done before. You know, you could you could argue that as he was looking at all of that like a business mogul would and starting to say, well, how can we move this money around to do things like border security? They did not want any piece of that. Speaking of the wall, did you see him over the weekend talking about building the dome? <laughs> they want to build the dome me, to prevent like a, an invasion of a country? Let me ask you guys a question. If you believe these polls, the, the polls that Nikki Haley just cited, and the, you know it is a nail-biter between Trump and Biden, and you know this show, at least you, Nick, are on record saying, like, I don't know if Trump can beat Biden. Yep. Do you think Nikki Haley could? I think Trump, Haley... And DeSantis could beat Joe Biden. Who has the best chance? Trump. I I think it's Trump now. Uh, for the longest time on this show, um, I thought DeSantis was your best option because I thought Trump would be dead on arrival because so many people hate Trump. 
So but now with but, with all the with all the prosecutions, I think Trump's chances are better. So we don't believe the polls that show. Uh, so we believe the polls that show Trump up thirty points up in Iowa, but the ones that show Nikki Haley seventeen points above. Biden, we don't believe those. I don't. Well, first of all, I take all of them with a grain of salt. The national polls, I, I really do take with a grain of salt. Yeah. I just will say on my instinct, and just look at her last answer there. That that answer was pretty weak, and she could have knocked that one out of the park. I think that that she has no idea, and none of us have any idea what that's like to be the person, the nominee. I feel like the media, as well as the Democrats. This would be very dirty, and I think that she, in that realm, would be a political lightweight, and mm-hmm. I think they would eat her alive. I to answer your question, Stalker. I think if I think it's more accurate that if Trump were to beat Biden, it would be by a very, very small margin. I do not believe Nikki Haley would blow out Joe Biden. I think if Nikki Haley does beat Joe Biden, and I do think she could beat Joe Biden, as I said. But it would not be by this well, the, this massive landslide. These day these days of blowout elections because of the electoral college are, are, are like it's never gonna there's never gonna be a blowout election again. There's right. just not. So you know the the seventeen points thing. Uh, you know you can take that with with it what you will. But I, I I just there's never gonna be a blowout election again. So I don't think she could beat Biden by that much. But I do think she can beat Biden. Yeah, I agree. I think she can. I, I think DeSantis could beat Biden even today. Even today, you know, in a hypothetical scenario, if if uh, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy uh, all fell off the face of the earth and there was only Ron DeSantis left, I think DeSantis could beat Biden. Uh, Speaking of Biden, we played some clips earlier from him at the uh, Mother Emanuel Church in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. The the, uh, speech started off um, around 1230 and it started off with some protests. Uh, This is how that sounded. This is cut eight. Phil, go. Without the truth, there's no light. Without light, there's no path from this darkness. If you really care about the lives lost here, you should honor the lives lost in Clover, ceasefire, and Palestine. Ceasefire! Look at Joe's face. (laughs) He's got no idea what's going on. That's all right. That's all right. Get it out of your system. Go. A couple of twenty-four-year-old young progressive <laughs> white kids. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, yes, you're one hundred percent right. Exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Joe looks like he just soiled himself. <laughs> you know what? But I will just say the image of this. I don't remember a president at the pulpit, and I didn't. I didn't really like that. Yeah. And I don't like this. No. This is their church. This is in a black church. It's in a church. And you're it's having a white church. Palestinian protests. And these <laughs> and these disrespectful yep. individuals are in these the people's passion. church. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. Yep. Using all that I can to do. 
<laughs> he handled that well. Yeah, I mean, did. think about where we are now. This is January 9th, uh, October 7th, yeah, November 7th, December. Yeah, I mean, we're over three months now since this, and these things are still going on. I, to my knowledge, I mean, I, I can only base it off of what I see on news media or news television and, and social media, but these protests, they haven't died off after three months. Um, this is an issue for the Biden administration. It really is. And that, that right there is not a good look for Joe. But he did handle it well. Ultimately, he got the applause. He handled himself. He, he's at a pulpit. And I, I'm, I was trying to look back. How many presidents? I know, you know, here in Philadelphia, you'll have at the local level, even the state level, you'll have somebody who's allowed to, to go to someone's pulpit. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I didn't like the look of all of that, but I felt ultimately he was quiet. He was respectful because he is in a church, mm-hmm. and the way that he handled himself was, I thought, I, I don't know how else, how better he could have handled that. Yeah, in, in, in that moment, being mm-hmm. interrupted the way he is, absolutely. I'm just saying from a from a, a big picture view that this has divided the Democrats. I mean, we've seen yeah. this with you know the uh, the squad members that have basically rebelled kind of against Joe for not doing uh, enough, yeah. so to speak. Uh, Maggle Mush on the YouTube chat says you can run Howdy Doody and bite and beat Biden. I, I, I that that is really 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 bad thinking. I'm yeah. just telling you that is really bad thinking. Is. He is not as unpopular as the polls show him. Well, and because the Democrats always they they do they get it together. Yes, they plan. If Trump is on the ballot, they will all they they will all rally around Biden. And, and that, I'm, I'm telling yep. you, that's, and that's, and the GOP yeah. won't. Yeah, there will still be never Trumpers. Yep who will not rally around Trump because it's all about them. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem ultimately with the GOP yeah. is they're not going to come together and rally around their candidate. I see. I disagree with what you just said, Stalker, that Biden is not as unpopular as the polls show. I actually think he is every bit as unpopular, yet they still won't care because the alternative is Trump. So they'll be like, no, I hate Biden. He's awful. But you know what? It's better than Trump. That's the mindset out there. I think he's absolutely as unpopular. I've never met anybody that likes Joe Biden, ever. But the Repu- I'm surrounded by Democrats. But the Republicans and, and the Republicans, every one of them, need to get it together and say, you're not voting for Trump. You're voting for a better economy. Yeah. You're not voting for Trump. You're voting for peace and prosperity. Use the use the the mindset and rationale that the Democrats do. We're not voting for Joe. We're voting against Trump. We need to have more people on the Republican side that say, you know what? Okay, I get it. You don't like Trump because of this, or you don't like Trump because of that. Well, just vote for Trump because you're voting against the other guy because your 401k is going to hell and gas and growth, everything that we've talked about that's been a disaster. That's mm-hmm. the sales pitch to the person out there that I, doesn't like Trump. But I disagree in the sense that you have to say what you represent. And so the Republicans need to, to say, here's what we are for, okay? All the, all the Democrats are talking about is they're talking about racism and scary stuff and what they're against. But what are they for? Because clearly they're not for peace in the world. They're not for a a safe and secure border clearly they're not for more jobs they're not for a better economy they're not for a better retirement they're not they're not for a better america we are and so that's what you're voting for when you vote republican they need to have a message that's a positive energy message 
that talks about here's what we're for, here's what we will do for you, America. That's the message. It's really simple. And they have to constantly point out how the Democrats have been a disaster and a failure, and they mm-hmm. have failed you, the American people. To simplify it even more, I mean, it's if to vote Republican right now is just a vote for common sense. Men cannot become women. If you could, like, I'm going to steal a line from Tim Scott. Remember when Tim Scott launched his campaign? Commit a crime, go to jail. Like, I mean, there's just some basic stuff out there that the Democratic Party, after being hijacked by the progressives, have gone completely against the grain with common sense. And you can lay them all out there from the gender culture wars to the radicalization of our criminal justice system where we just let people out of jail. We don't prosecute people like you just lay out some of these basic things on top of the economic factors. And you're like, oh, okay, I can get behind that because the reality is, I would say, who can't get behind that? But people don't. I mean, we saw this in 2022. Mm-hmm. People don't vote on that stuff. That's right. They don't. It's, exactly, it's, it's, you're right. It's fun talking points, and we spend a lot of time on these shows debating them, but that's not what people vote on. Mm-hmm. So people vote on, yes, people vote on the economy, and the economy sucks right now, yes. Agreed 100%. But you know what people also vote on? Emotions. And, and what they what they think as is their rights being taken away and maybe and maybe you know democracy be on the ballot people vote on that stuff and the Democrats have a very good and I say good in quotation marks because I mean good for them it's a good message that resonates with a lot of their base mm-hmm. to Greg's point and here's what why I say what I say about what you need to say what you are about who are what are you for what are you going to do I learned a lot in the last election because I really believed that the candidates, I know the candidates in Bucks County, Montgomery County, Delaware County, there were some great candidates, especially in Bucks and especially that's um, CBSD, the Central Bucks School School District mm-hmm. and, and that situation that happened. There were some fantastic candidates who had great ideas, but the message that the Democrats continued with is they want to ban their, this is what the, the Democrats got out front and they defined all the Republicans as people, they want to ban your books. They are, they want to bully kids who are different and who are LGBTQ+. And they defined Republicans as that. The Republicans needed to get out front and need to do this now. And they needed, especially at the local level, to say, we're not for any bans. We're not for any bullying. That's where we could all agree. But we are for a conversation with the community for parental rights, for a conversation about appropriate curriculum. This is what we are for. We are for having a conversation about how the policies are going to affect your property taxes. Mm-hmm. They needed to get the, the word out, especially in Bucks County, and say, if you vote these this group in, your property taxes are going up. Yeah. And right now, as I speak, just talk to anybody who lives in Delco, who voted all Dem, guess what? Look at their taxes right now. They're all going up. This we can all agree on, that protesters, no matter what the protesting is, that block traffic are awful human beings. you damn right. Well, this fed-up driver physically removed... (laughs) This this happened in New York City. He physically removed the Free Palestine uh, protesters blocking off the bridge into Manhattan. 
because he said he had to go see his uh, he had to go get his daughter in Brooklyn and you can see the fr- he speaks this man by the way go to YouTube youtube.com slash at 1210wpht if you want to see this video youtube.com slash at 1210wpht if you want to see this video by the way if you're watching right now please hit the like button but you can see the frustration in this guy's face and he speaks for every commuter right now who these 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 people blocking traffic with their dumb causes that are not going to stop anything and they're just pissing off yep. commuters. This is me in a nutshell right here. This is cut 11, Phil. Go. <laughs> Honking at him. Yep. Say, don't touch my car. Traffic. <laughs> Yeah. My man's beard's missing a little bit though. Yeah. That is a bad look. Oh, he pushes him, pushes him. Yeah. Don't you love? I bet they, they, they moved out of the way now, huh? The optics of this. Yep. He's an African American man, and these 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 white woke idiots. Yep. <laughs> and he's driving a Honda. Is that a Ridgeline? <laughs> no, with, it's the passport or the no, that's the pilot with the New Jersey license plate. That's and he the finally SUV. Get, yeah, good, finally good gets vehicle, over, by the way. Finally gets over the bridge. You can there. get one at Piazza Auto Group if you want Piazza Honda right now. Uh, yeah, that's a good job out of him because he now look. I don't. I don't really condone the. Putting your hands on another person. Uh, um, they're but, blocking traffic absolutely. But he, he created enough fear for those people to get the heck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't get out and do that, I think if he just keeps beeping and threatening that he's going to go through them, they mm-hmm. probably don't move. But once he got out, my only issue with the whole situation is you got to either shave off the goatee or grow the beard. <laughs> that's your, that's like, your issue with this? He's missing, like his cheeks are empty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, Good some, work out of him. Though. Somebody on the YouTube chat says this dude deserves the Medal of Freedom. I yes, agree with that. I do. If this guy ran for, for president, he'd win That's in a right. landslide. I said there there won't be any landslides. He would win in a landslide. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's in Brooklyn. <laughs> By the way, if you were watching on YouTube, you could see the very back of his car seat. It looked like it had an American flag on it. It did. I don't in, know if you in saw the front, that in the driver's seat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if because these people are public and you could track them down. I wonder if if there could be a class action lawsuit against a group of these people because they've denied your constitutional rights. Yep, a free movement. Yep, right? and I I would suggest I think that's the answer here. And I'm not a litigious person, but I do think you look at these people they're they're going home to their home and yep. the nice home in the burbs. Yep, and I just think they need to start class action lawsuits. Say you violated our constitutional rights. And you, you you hindered our freedom, our right to get to where we needed to go and sue them in a class action way just to make this stop. What do you think maybe about all of the different law enforcement agencies collectively, whether it's at the local level or, you know, at any level above local police, they all get together on some sort of joint mm-hmm. conference and say, hey, moving forward, this is going to be the 
the rule of thumb. You know, give it 30 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever, but then eventually we have to have some sort of protocol to no. get these things out of the way. Nick, I don't think we should give it a minute. I think that that's another, you, you just made me think of that too, that a municipality has the right to say, look, we're down a thousand police officers yeah. in Philadelphia. This cost us resources and so we're billing all of you. You owe us, you know, $333,000 because we had to call in other people from overtime, et cetera, mm-hmm. to cover the shifts and so on and so forth. And so bill all of these people, sue yeah. all of these people. I'm sorry to say that, but I ultimately think that's the way to individually reach these people to say you are creating a hazard and you can't do that. By the way, uh, good job, Phil. He he uh, froze the video on the gentleman, and uh, the back of his seat, like the headrest, yeah. has an American flag. It looks like it's a patch, a patch on it. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So maybe he's a veteran. Could be military. Yeah. And look, look, and for all the people, for all the people that tuned over to see the video on YouTube, everybody's like, "Where's the video?" Just go back. Yeah. Just go back a few. Yeah, can we go, hey, Phil? Can we go back to that freeze frame one more time? You can see the uh, there it the is. USA flag, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, there, he's yelling. He's yelling at him. Look, he he got uh, he <laughs> he displayed restraint because he didn't run him over, <laughs> so he pushed him. Ah, so what? I, I wonder if we get a follow up where one of these protesters that files a lawsuit for being touched by the guy though. <laughs> Because you know they're going to claim they're the victim. Yeah. Right? Well, then we know who they are. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's I would love to know who th- their identity so that yeah. we can sue them. That's a good point. Uh, so Jimmy Kimmel made his uh, return to the airwaves last night, and he finally addressed the Aaron Rodgers thing a week later. Nothing like not wanting to disrupt. I don't know if I look. This is this is just me. This is the programmer in me. But if I am Jimmy Kimmel's producer. And the entire country is talking about me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm calling up the entire staff and be like, "Listen, I know we're on vacation. We're coming back on the air tomorrow. Yeah, oh, and absolutely. We're going to address this, and you're we're going to. You might be one of the three biggest stories in the country right now. Exactly. And the fact that you have to wait a week later to hear from Jimmy Kimmel, just like, don't disrupt me on my vacation. You know what though? When you have no audience and your ratings suck, True. do you really want to rush back from vacation? Well. The programmer and me would say, hey, you, you know, a way to get a ton of people tuning in to watch me is to hear what I'm going to say. The programmer and me would have replaced Jimmy Kimmel by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's yeah. All right. So uh, this is this is him. He went on like this is like a seven minute diatribe. He okay. went on about it, but I, I only pulled like 90 seconds. Uh, he played the clip that we played of of how this whole thing started when he last year, um, you know, called out. Aaron Rodgers for the Epstein list. Uh, this is cut 15, Phil, go. He saw that, and maybe to retaliate, he decided to insinuate that I am a pedophile. This is how these nuts do it now. You don't like Trump? You're a pedophile. It's their go-to move. And it shows you how much they actually care about pedophilia. But here's the thing. I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body, is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a he put on a magic helmet 
and that G made him a genius. It's... Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? Wow. Not a bad punchline, though. Not bad. I give him that. That this hamster-brained man thinks he knows what the government is up to because he's a quarterback doing research on YouTube and listening to podcasts. I looked it up. This is actually a thing. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overestimate their abilities. In other words, Aaron Rodgers is too arrogant to know how ignorant he is. <laughs> they let him host Jeopardy for two weeks. Now he knows everything. And by the way, I'm not one of those people who thinks athletes and members of the sports media should stick to talking about sports. I think Aaron Rodgers has the right to express any opinion he wants to. But saying someone is a pedophile is not an opinion, nor is it trash talk. Sorry, Pat McAfee. And as far as the, well, you say things about people all the time argument goes, Yes, I do. It's not the same. It's not even close to the same. We say a lot of things on this show. We don't make up lies. In fact, we have a team of people who work very hard to sift through facts and reputable sources before I make a joke. And that's an important distinction, a joke about someone, even when that someone is Donald Trump, even a person who lies from the minute he wakes up until the minute he's smearing orange makeup on his my pillow. Even he deserves that consideration. And we give it to them because the truth still matters. And when I do get something wrong, which happens on rare occasions, you know what I do? I apologize for it, which is what Aaron Rodgers should do, which is what a decent person would do, but I bet he won't. If he does, you know what I'll do? I'll accept his apology and move on. But he probably won't do that. My guess is he won't apologize. Wow. So the the two A's in Aaron was a pretty good punchline. Uh, but I do think Aaron Rodgers is pretty bright. I mean, you go to Cal Berkeley, yeah. um, you're not stupid. I think he was in uh, community college or junior college football because he didn't have the scholarships that he wanted on the field. I don't know that it was necessarily academics. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, to me, looks pretty bright because he was the guy that said, you know what, I'm not going to get the COVID shot. I am going to go about it differently because I'm young and I'm healthy and I don't need it. And that immediately made him uh, a pariah to the mainstream media. He used to be relatively liked and loved by the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the whole Epstein stuff goes, um, I mean, it's okay when you know Aaron Ro- or Jimmy Kimmel makes a tongue-in-cheek comment and, and smears somebody, but the second Rogers does it, now I I do I don't. I said this last week that you can't just go out there and make the insinuation that somebody is linked to pedophilia with like you know no credible sources. So that's that's part of the reason why Rogers is getting some pushback. But if I've been following this story accurately, Rogers is going to be on the McAfee show today yep. to address the latest. So I'm assuming we'll have some sort of follow up tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I look. It's an interesting back and forth, but like. It, it's you can't from from a programming standpoint you can't claim things about people that aren't true now he's a public figure so the whole libel issue and slander issue is a harder barometer to prove because uh, you know he's a public figure mm-hmm. but you still can't you still can't associate somebody's name with the uh, with the Epstein stuff because of the baggage that comes with it now. Yeah. Because everybody just assumes you're a pedophile mm-hmm. with that. And so I, you know, 
Look, it made for interesting TV. I'm sure the bosses at ESPN were not happy. No, but no. it made it made for interesting TV. And mm-hmm. do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come on the the Pat McAfee show today and apologize? I do. I think he's going to come on and say that you know it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I was just I wasn't insinuating he was on it. I just said he was going to be right. you know upset when it came out or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they took what I said out of context and move on. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's going to offer some sort of an apology. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. So speaking of the late night shows, you know, I, I think Colbert is the least funny of the group. But man, the most unlikable's got to be Kimmel. I, when I when I, and I've got a story that we'll get into with these late night shows yeah. and the conservative jokes and the ratio. But if you look at Colbert, Fallon, Kimmel, yeah. and whoever, am I missing another one? There's got to be others out there. Colbert, Fallon, Kimmel. That's it. I mean, I don't think Fallon's likable. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't think Fallon is funny, but I can see why people like him. He comes off innocent enough. The the snide remark, like just the there's an arrogance to Kimmel that I just can't stand. I don't know. Yeah, he's. I mean, look. The problem with Kimmel is is that he's like Howard Stern. He wants to pretend that the stuff that he did in his past mm-hmm. never happened. Right. Whereas. You know, look, you what you should just say is like, hey, I was an edgy comedian. I did edgy things back then. I, you know, because of the time. He did blackface, right? Yes. Yeah. Because of the time, it was, you know, it was more appropriate then than it is now. And I probably shouldn't, I wouldn't do it in a 2023, 2024 lens. Like, that's, but he pretends like the stuff that he did, like Howard Stern. Yeah. He he never actually did. Yeah. Which is just, you know. Very above everything. Yes, and when you have this, this a, like, well, well, now I can make jokes, and now I am a, now I am a cool comedian at the cool kids table, and everything like that. It's just not the same. Yeah, you're right. All right, that'll do it for what's on the cut sheet, part one, part two coming up an hour from now. We'll come back at dawn's big three at eight, and then Watchdog poll finds eighty one percent of all political late night show jokes are targeted at conservatives. We'll give you the details on each show. As we wrap up the 8 o'clock hour after the Big Three, which is next on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Hey, you can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or your shoulder. Just call QC Kinetics. Call them now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. And your body has everything it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. QC Kinetics makes it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetics providers treating tens of thousands of satisfied patients all across America and across our region. So many of you telling me that you used to suffer with that horrible back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or a past injury. And this is not some kind of a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that gets you moving again. Get your life back. Listen, it is non-surgical. So if this is the year that you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Just call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation and get it on the calendar today. Make the appointment. Call 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.